Hello, Word Nerds. Welcome to another episode of this podcast. We are still in the anti-words, words that start with A-N-T-I, although they're not always uh, using the actual anti-prefix, anti, anti, whatever. Uh, we, looks like we are going to go through, uh, it looks like the last anti-word is the second to last word of this episode. And uh, for fun, we can just make it the very last word so everything is neat and tidy. All right, first word for this episode is antistrophe, A-N-T-I-S-T-R-O-P-H-E. This is a noun from circa 1550, 1A, the repetition of words in reversed order. Could you please give me a description? No? Okay. 1B, the repetition of a word or phrase at the end of successive clauses. 2A, a returning movement in Greek choral dance exactly answering to a previous strophe. S-T-R-O-P-H-E. Would it be strophe? I don't think so. 2B, the part of a choral song delivered during the antistrophe. Antistrophic is an adjective. Antistrophically is an adverb. Next is anti-style, all one word. Uh, That second part is the word style, like I have terrible style in my clothes. This is a noun from 1964. A style, as of dress, based on the rejection of current or established styles. Next we have anti-symmetric. It's an adjective from 1923. Relating to or being a relation, as the quote is a subset of, that implies equality of any two quantities for which it holds in both directions, as in, the relation, capital R, is antisymmetric if A, capital R, B, and B, capital R, A, implies A equals B. So I think it's saying in that example, uh, if A equals B, then A-R-B and B-R-A equal the same thing, because R equals R. Makes sense, I guess. Next we have antithesis, A-N-T-I-T-H-E-S-I-S. This is a noun from 1529, 1-A-1. The rhetorical contrast of ideas by means of parallel arrangements of words, clauses, or sentences as in the quote, action, not words, or the quote, they promised freedom and provided slavery. Obviously, that wasn't an exact uh, description. That was in parentheses. Uh, And whenever something is in parentheses, it's really just giving a little bit more information, sort of like a sub-example within the definition. It's not an actual example that uses the word in it. Uh, So again, this semi-example is the quote, action, not words. That is an example of an antithesis. Uh, There is another quote that I read. They promised freedom and provided slavery. 1A2, we have these synonyms opposition and contrast, as in the antithesis of prose and verse. 1B1, the second of two opposing constituents of an antithesis. 1B2, the direct opposite, as in Her temperament is the very antithesis of mine. Two, the second stage of a dialectic process. It looks like this is a Greek word. It literally means opposition, and that is from antithenai, to oppose, 
and that is made by combining anti plus tithani, which means to set, and there's more at the word do, D-O. Next is antithetical, also antithetic. It's an adjective from 1583. One, constituting or marked by antithesis. Two, being in direct and unequivocal opposition. Synonym says see the word opposite. Antithetically is an adverb. Next we have antithrombin. A-N-T-I-T-H-R-O-M-B-I-N. It's a noun from circa 1911. Any of a group of substances that inhibit blood clotting by inactivating thrombin. Next is antithyroid. A-N-T-I-T-H-Y-R-O-I-D. It's an adjective from 1908. Able to counteract excessive thyroid activity, as in antithyroid drugs. Next we have antitoxic or antitoxic. Uh, Yeah, it's the word T-O-X-I-C with anti in front of it. Uh, This is an adjective from circa 1890. One, counteracting toxins. Two, being or containing antitoxins, as in antitoxic serum. And here we have antitoxin. It's a noun from circa 1890, the same year. An antibody that is capable of neutralizing the specific toxin as a specific causative agent of disease that stimulated its production in the body and is produced in animals for medical purposes by injecting of a toxin or toxoid with these resulting serum being used to counteract the toxin in other individuals. Also, an antiserum containing antitoxins. Next, we have antitrust. It's an adjective from 1890. There's a lot of anti-words that uh, were coined around the same time. Of, relating to, or being legislation against or opposition to trusts or combinations. Specifically, consisting of laws to protect trade and commerce from unlawful restraints and monopolies of unfair business practices. Next is antitruster. It's a noun from 1947. One who advocates or enforces antitrust provisions of the law. Next is antitussive, A-N-T-I-T-U-S-S-I-V-E. It's a noun from circa 1909, a cough suppressant, one that suppresses a cough. <clears throat> antitussive is also an adjective. Next is anti-utopia. There's a hyphen between the words. This is a noun from 1966, one We have the one definition of the word dystopia. Two, a work describing an anti-utopia. Anti-utopian is an adjective or a noun. Another form is anti-utopian. It is an adjective or a noun. Next is anti-venin. A-N-T-I-V-E-N-I-N. It's a noun from 1895. An antitoxin to a venom. Also, an antiserum containing such antitoxin. So it's an antitoxin to a venom, V-E-N-O-M, uh, but our word is anti-venin, V-E-N-I-N. So uh, a change in letters there. But we do have here anti-venom, V-E-N-O-M. It's a noun from 1904, and we just have the synonym anti-venin, what we just read. 
We are almost there, people. Hold on tight. Next is anti-vitamin. And it does say the Brits would call it an anti-vitamin, but we say anti-vitamin. This is a noun from 1927. A substance that makes a vitamin metabolically ineffective. And here we go with the last anti-word and the last word of this episode. Anti-white. A-N-T-I-W-H-I-T-E. It's an adjective from 1906, opposed or hostile to white people. And if we go back a couple of pages, uh, about nine or ten episodes, we do have the opposite of this, anti-black. So I'm glad to see that at least there's some equality in this book. Uh, Really, neither one is appropriate in my book, uh, my mental book in my head. Um, But, you know, obviously, like I think I said before, there are people who are anti-white and anti-black and anti-Semitic. And so these are words that we have to live with. That's why they're in the dictionary, um, even though they might not make us feel very good. So I guess if I want to flip-flop my words of the episode from being silly or interesting to more political, um, I would pick anti-white for this word of the episode. There's no specific reason other than that. Uh, I guess it sort of encapsulates in this moment um, all of the negative words that are out there. Uh, I don't want people to think that I'm being a proponent for one side or the other. I am not at all. Uh, this this word just happened to land in a place where I decided to be a little bit more political. Obviously, anything that has to do with hate in any form has to be taken with a grain of salt or is very difficult to talk about, which I can't really do in a short amount of time. And I know that I already talk about politics probably more than I should, uh, given that this is the dictionary. Uh, But there you have it. That's the end of the episode. Until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.